If you have your Bible, turn with me to the Gospel of John in chapter 10. We return to the passage that we were looking at this morning, and as we've been giving time here to John 10 for the last few weeks, one thing that's clear is the dependence of the sheep on its shepherd. The sheep totally depend upon the shepherd. Jesus illustrated it. The sheep were pretty helpless without the shepherd. As I shared last week, I think it was last Sunday evening I mentioned this, that that sheep who could get into a little depression in the ground and roll over on its back in its sleep and get stuck at just the wrong angle and not be able to get back on its feet is kind of incredible, isn't it? And Or even the, the sheep that could... That could uh, ignorantly walk right into a fire, a, a, you know, a fire, a burning fire. What Jesus is making clear here and plain here in John 10 is that this is how helpless we are without Christ. This is how needful we are of a shepherd. This is how needful we are of putting our faith and trust in the shepherd, the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he lays down his life for the sheep. If you're a believer in Jesus, you, you are his sheep. You're one of his. And you need his constant care and provision. We just sang about that, in fact, Christ, the sure and steady anchor, one of many things that we could call Christ. We need the constant care and provision that only Jesus can offer in this world in which we live. It's also true that the sheep have to follow the shepherd. So the shepherd leads, the shepherd guides, the shepherd protects, the shepherd cares for and provides The sheep have to do something. The sheep have to follow the shepherd. And that's no less true for us. We need to follow our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. God's children need to follow their shepherd, Jesus Christ. We need to daily, that's why I keep challenging you, to keep your eyes, keep your spiritual eyes fixed on Christ. You do that by keeping your eyes fixed on his word keeping your heart fixed on following the truths of Scripture, being obedient to the Lord, talking to the Lord in prayer, asking for His wisdom and help, surrendering your life to being obedient to the Lord. So it's true that the shepherd need to follow the sheep, and it's no less true of us as Jesus' sheep. We need to follow our shepherd. So tonight I want to discuss how we're to do that. How are we to do that? Often, uh, you know, as, uh, as we have our times together here on Sunday nights, I, I kind of get a, get a thought from the text that we touched on briefly in the morning service, and I like to come and expand on the idea, and that's what I want to do tonight. 
This idea of following the shepherd, this thing that the sheep are supposed to do. What are we supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to follow our shepherd. And I want to think about tonight how we're to do that. How are we to follow the shepherd, Jesus Christ? And so let's look at John 10. We're not going to read the whole passage that we read this morning. We looked at verses 19 through 30 this morning. But tonight, I just want to focus on verses 27 through 30. Verses 27 through 30. Follow along as I read, and I'm reading from the ESV, John 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So the truths that I want you to think about this evening all depend on you being in in the possession of Christ. You being in the possession, you being a possession of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means you've got to trust in the Lord. You've got to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a believer in Jesus Christ? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've repented of your sin and you trust in Jesus for your salvation, you are in the possession of Christ. So all these things that we're talking about depend on that. If a person's not a believer in Jesus Christ, they need to, they need to come to Christ in faith first for these things to follow if you're a part of christ's flock you are his and he calls you by name and he gives you eternal life and you will never perish because of what he has accomplished on your behalf not because of anything that you've accomplished but because of what he has accomplished on your behalf you've been given to christ by the father think of that You've been been entrusted to Christ by the Father. God the Father gives you to God the Son, and you are secure. Just as we noted uh, at communion this morning, you are secure in Jesus' hands, and, and you are secure in the Father's hands. You can't be snatched from the Father's hands. You can't be snatched from Jesus' hands. You are secure And just in case we don't understand it, Jesus says it, I and the Father are one. God in human flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ. If we're his, he will keep us. All of that is true of you if you're one of Jesus' sheep. And all of these truths make a fitting picture of us being Jesus' sheep because just as Sheep hear the voice of their own shepherd and follow him. So do followers of Jesus Christ. Those who believe in Jesus Christ, those who are Jesus' sheep, follow him. How do we do that? What does that look like? How is it that you are to follow Christ? What will be true of you if you are like that sheep that hear, that hears the shepherd's voice and follows him. Now, we can go over, all over the Bible and come up with all kinds of spiritual truths about what it looks like for us to follow Christ. But I just want to stay in this text tonight and see what, see what we see here and help us understand what, 
what it looks like from the text before us here in John 10. So first of all, you follow Jesus. How? You follow him by faith. You put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ when you first come to Christ. But that's not the end of your faith. That's the beginning of your faith. You and I have things going on in our lives right now that concern us deeply. And to manage those things, to deal with those things, we need to keep our faith in Christ and keep trusting him to help us along the way. Keep asking for and trusting him for his wisdom. We need to keep our faith in Christ. By faith, you listen to his call and you believe and you follow him. Follow implies you keep your faith in him. You keep growing, keep seeking to grow in your faith in Christ. It's just as Jesus told his disciples, Matthew 16 and verse 24, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. How do you do that? You follow in faith. You follow by faith. The only way you deny self, the only way you do not deny the lust of the, of the sinful flesh is by faith in Christ and by ongoing growth in your faith in Christ. If you don't do that, you're trying to live in your own strength. And that is not a wise way to live because those who try to live in their own strength without depending on Christ, without depending on his wisdom, and instead depend on the flesh and the only thing you can come up with, that's following the sin nature. And if you live life by your own wisdom, by your own power, following your own sin nature, you're going to dishonor Jesus Christ with the way that you live. You're going to dishonor the Lord with the the decisions that you make. And you will not be following Christ in faith. You will not be honoring the shed blood of Christ, living life any way you wish, or trying to live by your own wisdom, and refusing to follow Christ. You will not be, you will also not be satisfied. Think of that. True of sheep and their shepherd. If the shepherd, if the sheep refuse to follow the shepherd and tries to find his own way, that sheep will not be satisfied. True of Jesus' sheep also. You will not be satisfied if you don't follow him by faith. So by faith, you listen to Christ. How do you do that? You, you listen to his word. You read the word for yourself. You listen to the word of God preached and proclaimed and taught. So by faith, you listen to his call and you follow Christ. For we walk by faith, not by sight, says 2 Corinthians 5.7. We've got to walk by faith. With Christ. You know, we begin our spiritual lives with Christ in faith. And we keep growing in Christ by faith, keep following Christ by faith. We're to live with the kind of faith we hear from Paul when he says, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me 
and gave himself for me. Can you trust Jesus by faith? Can you walk with Jesus by faith? Yes, you can. Why? Because even as Paul says there, because Jesus loved loved you and gave himself for you, you can absolutely trust him and walk with him by faith. By faith we go on. Secondly, by faith we continue in our faith. By faith you submit to being led by Christ. Oh, we don't like taking directions, do we? Some of us don't even like using a GPS that will tell us where to go and which way to turn and which lane to take. But by faith, you need to submit yourself to following your shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 27 again, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That's submission to God's guidance in your life. And and he guides you, again, how? By his word. So many times we want God to tell us what to do, how to make the right decision, how to make the right choices, and we're not willing to read God's word. And we are shortchanging ourselves. So by faith, you submit yourself to being led by Christ. And you do that by submitting yourself to the Word of God. The Word of God believed and the Word of God obeyed will cleanse and transform and sanctify your heart and life, making you more like Jesus. Listen to this in John 17, 17, in Jesus' high priestly prayer for believers. Jesus prayed this to the Father Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify, Jesus says. Or, Father, set these believers apart from the world. Help them to be different from the world with the truth. Sanctify, Jesus says, or set these believers apart from unbelievers in the world. Not that we're to, not to have anything to do with unbelievers. That's why God has us here, so that we will have something to do with unbelievers, pointing them to the Savior, but so that we won't be like the world. And how do you do that? With the truth. The truth needs to transform our thinking. And so Jesus says, sanctify them in the truth, set them apart from the world Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Live by the truth. So the word of God believed and obeyed cleanses and transforms and sanctifies your heart and life, making you more like your Savior, more like your shepherd. And just as Jesus lived a God-honoring and righteous life on this earth, you are also called to live that way, but you cannot do that in your own strength. You need the Savior's help. You need your shepherd's guidance. 
He gives gives it to you in His Word. We want we want some we 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 say a still small voice. We just want a whisper from God, and yet He shouts to us from His Word. The Word of God works in you when you submit to it. By faith, you submit yourself to being led by Christ, and you go to His Word for that leading, and you must submit to His guidance. And you really can only do that by faith, trusting in Him. You have every reason to trust Him. You have every reason to give your faith to Christ. He has proven Himself trustworthy and faithful. And your good shepherd gives you what you need when you trust Him and you pursue the truth of His Word to saturate your heart and mind and change your life, change your thinking, teach yourself, instruct yourself with the word of truth. In James 4, we're shown what that looks like to live in submissive obedience to God. Listen to James 4, verse 6 and following. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know, we hear that and we think, yeah, God opposes those proud unbelievers. God opposes proud believers. You might be a believer in Jesus thinking, I've heard that. I can do my own thing now. We're just tempted to do that occasionally. I've often thought of the times when God has frustrated my plans and it was because those plans... We're not following him. Those plans were following me. And I praise God that he has frustrated my plans over the years at times. But he gives more grace. James 4, 6, Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I think of Chinese believers I heard of many years ago when asked, about being persecuted for their faith. They said, how should we pray for you? These missionaries were asking these Chinese believers, how should we pray for you? Should we pray for relief from persecution? And they said, no. Which is what we would pray for, for ourselves. They said, pray for grace to endure. Pray for grace. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself before the Lord. By faith you submit yourself to being led by Christ, led by his word. Verse 7, James 4, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Why? Because God opposes the proud. Do you want to be opposed by the creator of the universe? I don't. And yet... We set ourselves up for that all the time, don't we? When we just go and do our own thing. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's good news, isn't it? Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. 
Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Don't be caught up in sin. Grieve over that. Turn from that. Turn to Christ. Verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. By faith, you keep submitting yourself to being led by Christ. Thirdly, note too that if you are one of Jesus' sheep, then by faith you depend on him and you lean on Christ. Do not lean, you know what's next, on your own understanding. (laughs) It's so tempting though, isn't it? It's so tempting to do your own thing, to lean on your own understanding. By faith, you need to depend on the Lord Jesus Christ and lean on him. Just as John 10, 28 reminds us that we are kept by Christ when, when Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. You can depend on him. You can lean on Christ. Again, you need the word for that. You need to talk to your Heavenly Father in prayer for that. You need to be willing to go God's way no matter what. You need to be willing to stop saying, I know what the Bible says, but... You need to say, I know what the Bible says, and now I need to obey. It's like that little saying, I think of it often, my parents would share it about the word. I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. About the truth of the scriptures, God said it. Here's what they would say. I've changed it. Okay, just just a little heads up before you say amen. My parents would say, and and they're not necessarily wrong. I understand what they were getting at, but they would say, and and this is not new with them. But God said it, I believe it, that settles it. You, you've heard it too. I, a few years ago, I started thinking, wait a minute, it doesn't matter if I believe it. I mean, it really does matter. God wants me to believe it and he wants me to obey it, but God said it, that settles it. Now I move that other phrase to the end. Now go believe it. Now, now go live it, right? God, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. No, let's, let's move that. God said it. That settles it. Now you believe it and live like you believe it. You must lean on your Savior. You must depend on Him. Your life depends on Him and you can trust your life to Him because, well, you have no choice in the matter. He's keeping you. So go His way. And he certainly keeps you. But are you trusting him along the way? I liked the way our brother Tom said it in Sunday school this morning, talking about a man you were speaking of, about living life between the steps. About as you're walking along the life. I can't even remember the whole story you Ted, but... but Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll repeat that. That's great. 
So a soldier in a minefield, Vietnam. And um, I think I think you said he was charged with going out sweeping for mines. And he learned to live between the steps because he never knew if his next step was his last step, if he happened to step on a mine. And, uh, you know, believers, we're, we ought to be like that. We think about how we ought to be living for Christ as we follow him, taking a step at a time, living life. Like Tom said this morning, great illustration, living, living the life between those steps that we take. He's, he's got you. You're under his care and provision. You may rebel against God. You may choose to do your own thing. And he may even be gracious and not allow you to waste your rebellion and, and later help you see how to turn that, that disobedience to God as something that you might be able to help someone else not do. But you must learn to lean on him, depending on Christ. And he certainly does the keeping, but you need to do the trusting. You keep trusting in Christ and keep living life, like we say, between those steps. You, you have every reason to trust him. Just as Jesus makes clear in the text, verse 29, it's the next verse, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. And if he saves you and he keeps you, he will also, and I hinted at this this morning, he's concerned about your present needs. Also, often we think of Jesus keeping us for eternity, which we think hasn't started yet. But you're already living your eternal life. And so he cares about the steps you take here in this life, walking with him, and you need to keep depending on him along the way, living by faith, depending on him and leaning on him and his wisdom. Because if he saves you and keeps you, and he does, he'll also meet your needs now. I need to give a little side note here because sometimes preachers say that if you watch too much uh, television preacher, some television preachers will say, God will meet all your needs now. And then when they're all, all their needs, when people's needs aren't net, met now, and they're thinking, I need a car, I need a house. Some people say, I need a wife or whatever. And God doesn't give you everything you think you need. There's some, some disenchantment that follows with Christ. You need to know that what you need God knows better what you need than you know what you need. And so God may say yes, or he may say no, or he may say wait. He will provide for you now. He will provide for you what you need. And he knows what you need. So it's here, and here's that passage I alluded to earlier it's Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and you know the rest. And do not lean on your own understanding. Too much leaning on your own wisdom is actually not wise. Too much leaning on your own wisdom, too much looking within can get you into trouble. You must look to Christ. As Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking to Jesus 
the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So if you're Jesus' sheep, he's keeping you, he's providing you, but how do you follow? By continuing to lean on him, continue to trust in him, depend upon him, he will not disappoint you. And then if you're one of Jesus' sheep, here's number four. By faith, you commit your soul, your life. I like the the idea of soul encompassing all of life, everything about you, your attitudes, your words, your actions, your thoughts, your desires, By faith, you commit your soul, your life, completely to following his direction, following his lead. And I think sometimes unbelievers hear Christians say things like that. I'm submitting to God my whole life. And and unbelievers sometimes think, "How, how foolish. You need to take your own life up into your hands and take charge. And yet... If you'll do this, if you'll submit your whole life, your soul, your whole life, everything about you to the Father's control, you'll find that it's actually liberating and empowering as you keep taking steps of obedience that honor and glorify God. And he gives you his joy and his peace that passes all understanding. You can trust your whole soul. You can trust your whole life to your shepherd, the good shepherd Jesus. How do we know? Verse 30. Six words. I and the Father are one. Jesus when he spoke this, had human flesh. God in human flesh. I and the Father are one. In other words, you can trust Jesus completely, completely, to direct your life, to help you along the way as you face hardship and difficulties, and you will. Difficult decisions, difficult people, difficult life circumstances, you can trust him along the way completely to direct your life because he is God incarnate as he spoke this and now his spirit indwells you if you're his child. And God is sovereign. God is in control. He is in control. I don't watch a whole lot of news these days. Sometimes I can get caught up in the news, especially during a political cycle, which it seems like we're always stuck in one of those. Especially if you watch the news, you'll think we're always stuck in a political cycle. 
Well, you can ignore the news if you're, if you're fixed on this and you know this in your heart. As Jesus says, I and the Father are one. In other words, God is in control. God is sovereign. Listen to 1 Chronicles 29 and verse 11, which puts this truth like this. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is Yours, yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Go home tonight and go to bed and rest in peace. Because you don't have to be in control. God's in control. That's the one true God. You can trust him completely to direct and care for your whole life. Praise God.